0: Well, some pretty big political news in B.C. as we've been reporting here. Former federal NDP candidate Anjali Apadurai is challenging David Eby for leadership of the NDP. And as we know, the next leader of the NDP will become the premier of B.C. And joining me to talk more about this is Anjali Appadurai. Thank you so much for taking some time with us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, What was it that led to you making this decision and deciding to join this race?
1: Well, ever since John Horgan stepped down, there's been a lot of people knocking on my door to step up to the plate to, to, to take on this race. Um, and I've been hesitant for many good reasons, most of them personal. You know, this is going to be a really difficult race. And, um, and uh, it's, just, it's just become clear over the past few months. Um, I've heard very clearly from especially young people across the province I was up in Wet'suwet'en Territory where I witnessed some of the destruction that's happening to land against the consent of Indigenous folks. And, um, and, and it just became clear that there's so much disillusionment with the status quo of this party, with the direction that this party's been going in. Um, and so I decided to, to step up to the place.
0: Uh, In the past, people will know you as very much focused on climate, on climate action. Is it fair to say that that will be the focus for you for this campaign? And should you become successful? Certainly.
1: Uh, BC is in a climate emergency. I think there's no question about that. We've been seeing that, especially last year across the province. It's one one climate disaster after another. Um, And so it's hard to deny that. But the solutions to that are holistic, and they are across the board, and the solutions must prioritize working people, because we're also in a cost-of-living crisis, people's lives are also squeezed, and all of those things are connected. So, yes, the priority is the climate emergency, but the ways in which we tackle the climate emergency can also make life better for working people. Um, and has to do with housing, it has to do with healthcare, it has to do with, uh, with affordability.
0: <clears throat> so looking at how we tackle climate change and climate, what would you do differently than, say, from what BC, from what leaders in B.C. have been doing? If you were the leader of the New Democrats and B.C. Premier, what would you do differently?
1: I would turn our priorities back upright right now. They're upside down. I would uh, shift the focus away from giving corporations and industry large handouts and, and license to operate at the expense of our economy and our working people. And I would start investing in the public good and investing in good jobs uh, and a clean energy transition in people. Right now, we're, we're handing out billions and subsidies every year to these companies. We are allowing them to have their way with our economy and with, with our environment. Um, and uh, it simply does not have to be that way. That's not, it's not the inevitable choice. It's simply the choice that this administration has been making for years, for decades now.
0: Uh, in the past, you've been critical as well of the Site C Dam project. So how would you then mesh being the leader of a province with Site C? You
1: know, it's really interesting. This is, you know, the same, the same sort of question um, as before around reprioritization and questioning, really starting to question the role of industry in our province, how much benefit? are working people getting out of big industrial projects. What is the true cost? Um, and there are so many different kinds of costs, not just the economic, but huge environmental costs, the cost to future generations, how much we're robbing from the future to feed the present. Um and and uh looking at the benefits and seeing if those benefits are really in the interest of of people right now in BC. Are we are we really seeing a benefit? From pushing through projects that have been shown time and time again to have a greater cost than they're worth, I'm hearing really clearly from from young people. Uh, that's those are a, that's a large part of the movement of people that has put me forward into this position. Um, they they don't see they, they feel that their future is being sold, and so I think that's a big part of uh, the equation here that we need to consider.
0: Do you think, though, that given the push to electric vehicles and to going to more electric power, do we not need Site C for that type of a future?
1: I think we need to electrify, but I think there are so many other uh, solutions on the table. My priority would be to invest in clean jobs and in a sustainable transition to a clean economy. And so my focus would really be on... Um, getting workers the retraining and the job opportunities that they need, uh, making sure that it's about people first. Um, I think that <clears throat> I think that everything um, that we have uh, signaled to workers over the past few years has been that um, their well-being comes second, and we are sort of pandering to the interests of of companies without making it really about what the benefit to people will be. Absolutely, we need to electrify and to move to a zero-carbon economy um, immediately. And all the, the solutions and the technology are in place for that. It's simply a matter of political will to find the best solution for people and for, for the ecology, the incredible ecology of this province.
0: And I don't mean to only talk about Site C, but just one more point on that. So if you were the leader, would you want to shut it down?
1: I don't think that that's, I think type C is something, it's like I said, it's part of a package of decision making and reprioritization and examining the role of industry in our province. Um, Within the climate emergency, it would be necessary to reevaluate the the role that industry plays in our economy, Um, the the amount of economic power that they hold and the amount of um, not just leeway, but actually rewards that we have given them uh that would be a very immediate and necessary evaluation
0: i want to play just a little bit of something i know you are very familiar with because it is your voice uh, but people might not be this is just a little bit of a speech that got a lot of attention at the time from your appearance in 2011 at the climate conference in south africa respect the
1: foundational principles of this convention respect the integral values of humanity respect the future of your descendants Mandela said it always seems impossible until it's done so distinguished delegates and governments around the world governments of the developed world deep cuts now get it done
0: So in that just that small portion of the speech, when you're reaching out and and putting that to governments, uh, but you now want to be part of that government.
1: Hmm. Um, you know, that was eleven <laughs> eleven years ago. Now I was uh, a young activist at the UN, and I was witnessing in real time. Uh, you know uh, where power was blocking progress on climate change, and. Over the past 11 years, I've kept track of that UN process and I've watched Canada not show up in a good way. I've watched Canada be part of that, um, part of the group of countries dragging their feet on climate progress. And I think we're at a point in time where we need to engage the systems that are not working in our uh, our best interest. Uh, It's time to engage with power directly. I don't think that government is the only place to engage. I think it's one site of struggle and there are many other sites of struggle. This is where I find myself and this is where I find myself called to enter right now, but I do think it's really important to engage with the systems directly um, to make them better and to make them work for us. I think that, um, I think that this party has not been working for us. Um, I think that um, electoral politics is something that is starting to feel out of touch and out of reach to a lot of young people, a lot of the young people that I represent. Um, But I I believe that this is a place where we can make really good and transformative change. Um, I believe that this party can be better and go back to its original New Democrat values, which are about protecting the public good and taking care of people. Um, That's what I'm here for. Um, I am here for the soul of the party, and um, that's what I'll be representing on this run.
0: And just on that note, then, if we we look at other kind of shifts, even on a federal level, with the NDP shifting back to to kind of the roots, or as you put it. The- what's writing, what's, what's upside down or kind of shifting back. Do you have any concerns, <coughs> mm-hmm. though, in, in a province of British Columbia where there are jobs that are, that are resource-based, there are jobs in oil and gas? How would you convince mm-hmm. somebody then who works in oil and gas or how would you convince the plumber who drives a van, a gas-powered van as part yeah. of his or her job, how do you convince that person to vote for you? I mean...
1: Unfortunately, we have a political culture and we and we have an economy right now that has told workers that there is no alternative and it's told them that um, it's told them to to um, it's told them that industry is working in their best interest and that's their only option and right now for a lot of workers it is um, and my message would be whether you believe me or not, I am fighting for your future and for your well-being. I think that the transition to uh, tackle the climate emergency and to transition to a low carbon, zero carbon economy has to prioritize workers, or it doesn't, or, or it's not a real transition. Um, there, no one should be left behind in this transition. No one should be, no one should be left out in the cold. No one should be left without a job. Um, and so, my priority is absolutely taking care of workers. It's really about a good life for all of us. It's not about Climate groups versus um, the energy industry. It's about a good life for humans, for people on the planet. And so um, I don't see them as being opposed in that way.
0: All right, Anjali Apajar, I will leave it there for today. But thank you again so much for making the time for us. Thanks so much.